Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. A promotional fee has been paid by the sponsor of this program for its editorial content. Statements, views, and beliefs expressed by the sponsor do not reflect those of WOKV or Cox Media Group. In the House with Jared is brought to you by Universal Roof and Contracting. Our Ask the Experts weekend continues within the house with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the house on News 104.5 WOKV. Hello, good morning, and welcome. That's right, in the house, your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Would love for you to be part of the show. Hi, my name is Jared Mellick, uh, host of this program. I also own a business, Universal Roof and Contracting. Uh, throughout the week, we help people primarily with their roofing and siding and window needs. And then every weekend, come in and answer your home improvement questions. Now, I'm uh, a roofing contractor and general contractor. Uh, actually have, uh, for, for many years, did a, a bunch of different uh, types of remodeling uh, and uh, general construction. Now have a tendency in business to just focus on roofing and siding. Uh, but um, uh, really, any type of home improvement question is okay. If you're thinking about uh, doing a remodel, you want to know what type of remodel pays off. Maybe you're thinking about replacing some flooring. And you want to know what's the difference between engineered floor and laminate and regular hardwood and what's the difference between ceramic tile and porcelain and what's better and you know really anything having to do with home improvement. Maybe you have uh, found a leak or stain somewhere. You want to know how to find it or stop it. Really anything having to do with home improvement. Love for you to be a part of the show. Number to dial 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You can also email a question. You can do that questions at universalroofjacks.com or questions at inthehouseshow.com. Both of those go straight to me and uh, then I'll answer those questions live on the air. All right, so let's uh, go straight to the phones. We've got Barry in Ocean Way. Barry, you're in the house. How can I help you this morning? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, we have a closet, and uh, it's right next to uh, the bathroom, and water is accumulating in the closet, and the house was built about 11 years ago, mm -hmm. and now the outside is brick, and there's no leakage uh, in the closet. There's no moisture on the walls, but still yet there's a... Uh, more so accumulating in the closet. Okay. Now, is that closet on an exterior wall or interior wall? Uh, exterior wall. Okay. And you said the closet was right next to the bathroom. Is that accurate? Yes, yes okay. sir. Okay. So I'm going to talk about a couple different areas where I, where the moisture could be coming in. Um, so, uh, and then, you know, and then we'll go, we'll go from there. So, uh with the exterior wall with brick, uh, understand that brick is not completely waterproof by itself. The, the brick itself isn't bad, but you have the mortar joints. And so the many times 
you can get wind-driven rain that will blow in and then get on those mortar joints and then be able to come inside the home. There are some different sealants uh, that you can use on the outside of the brick. You want to, um, uh, some are, uh, most of them are spray-on sealants, so you'd want to do a good clean, exterior cleaning to the home, a good pressure washing uh, with a fungicide and mildicide built in, and then there's a spray-on sealant uh, that you can use. Uh, most paint companies uh, would do that sort of thing. So it is possible that it's wind-driven rain blowing into the brick. We find that less common when you have a large overhang. So if you have a foot and a half to two foot overhang, then it's less common for that to be the source of the moisture. It's usually a bigger problem like on chimneys or where you have a very narrow overhang where the overhang only sticks over about a foot over the top of the, the side of the home. So that's one thing. Second thing is is that we find it extremely common to get leaks in exterior walls, especially with brick, with uh, from uh, from sprinklers. A lot of times, if the sprinkler is actually pointed directly at the home, or if there's a, a sprinkler right next to it and it's not angled correctly, and then that water from the sprinkler is blowing up against the brick and then getting in those mortar joints that I described and then coming inside. So I would want you to turn on your sprinklers, make sure that there's no um, uh, sprinkler water actually blowing against the brick. Uh, and if so, you need to move it or put a shield on it uh, so that that way the sprinkler is not blowing directly on the uh, on the brick. So that's if it's coming in the ex exterior wall. Those would be the two most common uh, areas that I would see. The the most common area where we see water come into closets, especially if it's along a bathroom wall, is that there's a ventilation system for the plumbing. Uh, so every sink and toilet has um, uh, water running to it, and then there is a uh, then there's a drain where the water will go, and then there's a pipe that is connected to it, and that pipe goes through the wall, and then it pokes up through the roof. And the purpose of that pipe is that it allows air to come in, so that toilets will flush and sinks will drain, and it's called a vent stack. Now that vent stack is going to go through the wall, and then it's going to poke up through the roof, and then on the roof, uh, here in the Jacksonville area, the most common uh, type of uh, vent stack covers that we have uh, is this uh, this boot, which is a compression fitting, meaning that it's actually a little rubber gasket piece that actually connects to the to the pipe. Well, here in Florida, with our sun, uh, the UV rays damage that that boot over time and that compression the uh, is not um, completely tight against that vent stack and then water will follow the outside of the pipe and run down the wall and so uh, it, it is extremely common for that to for that to happen well there's other types of covers that you can use instead of that compression style or boot style fitting uh, and so if you went up on the roof above that area, you would look and see if there was a vent stack. And if there is, is there a boot that has been deteriorated? And sometimes um, uh, you, there's lead ones that then can be chewed by squirrels. We use a different method uh, at our business than either of those because there's a, a much better way to do it. But that would be a very common area for, for the water to come in. Um, 
the next thing that it could be is uh, is if there is a um, bath or shower right next to it or some sort of plumbing lines uh, it could be water from from that coming in there as well uh, but the the other two methods that I said are would be the most common okay so okay I put a damp a damp bread inside the closet and it's slowly but surely uh, filling up and we have never had this problem before and the house was built 11 years ago yeah it's um, so what I would look at, you know, if, if it is along an exterior wall, I would walk outside to that area and look up and see if there's a little pipe sticking up uh, out of the roof in that uh, area where the closet is. Uh, okay. If there is, then just call my office and then we can send somebody by to take a look at it and see if it is. You know, the, the only part that, w that we would do at our business is if it is the roof leak option, if it is that boot, then we would fix that. The other ones, um, you know, again, we focus on roofing and siding, so we wouldn't do the, the other repairs. But my guys would at least be able to tell you whether or not it's, the, it's what would be the most common one in, in this scenario, which would be uh, that, boot, uh, that boot problem. Um, okay. And, and our office number, if uh, if you decide to give us a call, um, is six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Okay. Uh, let, another question: uh, There's a vent uh, inside the closet. Would that uh, have uh, something to do with the moisture accumulating in it? Um, what type of vent is it? What do you? Uh, uh, the the uh, HVAC vent throughout the house. So in the in the closet, um, uh, how big is the closet? Uh, it's fairly big. Okay, and so you have uh, you have air, uh, you know, air conditioning and heating system. You actually have a, a vent within that room itself, within that closet. Right. Uh huh. Does uh, is the um, the bottom of the door uh, of that closet that goes from the inside to the outside of the closet, is it open on the bottom where air can go underneath? Okay, I put a dough sweep down there. Yeah, you can't do that. Yep. I, I can't do it? No. No, not unless you have – do you have – no, because what happens is is that when the, when the air conditioning goes in that room, it's got to be able to – fresh air – when fresh air goes in, the, the, the old air has to go out. And oh, so okay. – so that could actually be part of the problem, too, because you're not getting air transfer unless you have a return in that closet, meaning that the, you know, because many HVAC systems, they have, you know, the, the air coming out and then they have the return air, which is goes, which sucks the air out of the room. Um, okay. And so if you don't have a return in that room, you, you definitely do not want to put a sweep at the bottom. Okay, I got you. Because that could be a source of, a source of the moisture as well. Because what's happening is is that you're having all that cool air go in, but there's nowhere for the for the air to exchange. There's no way for that for that air to escape. So all that moisture is going to go in and just sit there. Okay, so that, I got you. That could be part of the problem too. Oh, okay, then appreciate it. Yep. Thanks, Barry. Appreciate your call. Number to dial if you want to take his line. It's three four zero one zero four five. Again, three four zero. 1045. Interesting information there. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Jacob in Avondale. Jacob, you're in the house. How can we help you, brother? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, How are you? I'm doing fine. Thanks for taking my call. I've no got problem. a house that was built in 1924, and somewhere along the line, an addition was put on the brick house, uh, and uh, there's a garage. I don't know if that was original to the house with a, a little apartment above. 
both have been uh, sided with this old asbestos siding. Hmm. And I was wanting to inquire about the process of uh, removing and replacing that. Is that something a homeowner can do? Do you have to have a special license for hazmat dealing with that kind of product? Yeah, so uh, asbestos is one of the things that is heavily regulated by the federal government. And so um, the you in whoever removes the asbestos or even works with the asbestos has to have a specific training and there are specific guidelines on how to remove it, how to protect the people that are removing it or working with it, and it's uh, it is uh, overseen by the uh, by the EPA. So in general, as a homeowner, you are allowed to do anything that a contractor is allowed to do. However, you have to follow the same rules that the contractor has to follow. So um, so. Yes, you can do it is is the answer to my question, but you would have to follow the same rules. And so there's an a, the, the removal of it would be in a space an asbestos abatement company is is typically who would remove it. So if you are thinking about doing this project yourself, what I would typically recommend is that you not handle the asbestos removal part of it that you would you know theoretically sub that part out. And then if you wanted to do the install of the new, you could, um, uh, but I would probably not recommend doing the asbestos removal. The, yeah, yeah there, there are a lot of requirements, and the, 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 and the reason is is that you know asbestos, when it get, becomes airborne and gets into the lungs, it, it causes mesothelioma, which is, a, which is a pretty major deal. So the consequences of doing it wrong are pretty significant. And, and I've done asbestos training uh, over the years, and I know how particular you have to be in protection and how you uh, gather it and remove it and how you actually uh, have to take it to uh, certain landfills. So I, I don't think that it would be worth the risk of you trying to handle that yourself. And then when it comes to the siding install, I'd want you to, before you handled any part of this project, I'd want you to get a couple quotes first, uh, just so that that way you see what the total cost is. A lot of times I find people try to get involved in siding projects and they don't realize how intricate and difficult it can be, and so I, I would at least want you to get a quote. Let, let you let us know if you want a, a quote from us. Um, uh, our office number is six four seven thirty nine zero seven. We'd be happy to to give you a quote on that. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Jacob. Appreciate your call. All right, that music means I need to take a break. When we get back, Ed on the west side uh, is considering about installing a metal roof. There's a line open for you. Number to dial here, 340-1045. You're listening in the house on News 104.5 WOKB. Hey, hey, welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here. My name is Jared Malik. I own Universal Roof and Contracting. Love to help you with your home improvement needs. Number to dial here with your home improvement questions, 340-1045. Or you can email a question to questions at universalroofjacks.com. All right, let's go to Ed on the west side. How are you doing today, man? Oh, pretty good. Uh, got a question about metal roofing. Sure. I'm... Uh, 
building a home on the coast of Maine, and it's in a high wind area. Mm-hmm. I had the uh, I had architectural shingles installed uh, about four years ago, and I've had a, a chronic wind damage problem up there where I'm losing shingles. Hmm. So I'm thinking about a uh, a metal roof, and I wanted to talk to you about well two questions. Number one is the difference between a standing seam roof and the standard corrugated you see down here in Florida. Sure. So, uh, well, we see both here in Florida, but the the standing seam uh, and there's different types of panels. The most common is what's called a 5V panel uh, is uh, the most common that we would see down here. The problem is I am a big fan of the standing seam. So the standing seam is what I would recommend, whether it's here in Florida or whether it's up in Maine uh, where, where your house is. The the main difference between them is that with uh, some of the regular corrugated panels, they use an exposed fastener system. So basically what you do is you nail or screw through the top of them where the two ribs of the panels next to each other come together. And then the, the fastener has a built-in gasket or neoprene uh, rubber piece to it. And the idea is, is that that neoprene theoretically is going to stop the water from getting in the opening that was created by that fastener. Well, the problem is, is that the, the you know, metal expands and contracts a lot when it heats up and cools down. That neoprene washer is exposed to the elements. It deteriorates over time. That, that, that fastener can back out and water can get inside there. The idea with standing seam and there's a lot of different style of standing seam. There's some manufacturers call it closed seam, but the principle is is that it has a raised panel that portion of the panel that goes up, and then the fastener is hidden and then covered over by the next panel, and and then the panels are are locked together either with a separate. Uh, piece that goes over the top or a lot of them have the panels built in where it's a little locking mechanism that connects to the next but the main principle of it is that the fasteners are hidden they're not exposed so the standing seam method or closed seam method that does not use exposed fasteners is significantly better whether it's in Maine or whether it's here in Florida it's significantly better to use the the version that does not have exposed fasteners Okay, that's that's good. That's kind of the way I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, my other question, uh, I've been told that as long as that roof is in good condition, uh, now they had to face nail some of the shingles on it, so there are exposed nails there, but if the roof is uh, all within within five years of being brand new, so I don't have any... any uh, rot damage or anything like that up there sure but uh the i'm concerned about the strapping that they want to use to attach the the metal roof to i've heard that those straps should run horizontally across the roof or that they should run vertically down the roof my concern is the uh any condensation that gets under that metal roof if if you use the horizontal strapping, there's no way for it to get out. Sure. Well, they would they they would put and it's it's not strapping. It's a lot of times one of the application methods is that you put furring strips down. Uh, well, first of all, I would I would recommend removing the roof that is there, even though it's only five years old. I, I'm 
I'm always a big fan of removing. You're spending a lot of money on the metal roof. It's a great material. There's no reason to marry it into into an old material. So the reason is is that I'd rather you use a self-adhered polymer modified underlayment system. It's a peel and stick uh, rubberized underlayment system, and you can only do that if you remove the roof that is there. And then one of the application methods does allow you to use battens. If you use horizontal battens, you just have to put space between them so that the water can drain out. Thanks for your call, Ed. Appreciate it. We'll be right back. Our Ask the Experts weekend continues within the house with Jared. For all your questions on roofing, siding, and home improvement in general, call 340-1045. Jared at Universal Roof and Contracting is ready to answer your questions. In the house on News 104.5 WOKV. Welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered right here, right now. Had a couple of had a couple of roofing questions so far uh, today. If you want to call my business, Universal Roof and Contracting, uh, we focus on roofing and siding and windows. Uh, our number six four seven thirty nine zero seven. Want to take a moment too to talk to you about Renewal by Anderson. So Renewal by Anderson is the window replacement division of the Anderson Corporation. Uh, Anderson, you know, been in business over a hundred years. Uh, they uh, practically invented uh, the uh, the window as we know it today. A uh, number of years ago, they decided to, uh, that the window replacement market just wasn't done well, and so they opened up their own window replacement division that's part of Anderson Corporation. And uh, they uh, invented a material called Fibrex. Uh, the idea is, is that it's the look of wood without rotting. And um, it's uh, it's not vinyl. It's not aluminum. It's not a wood window. It's a it's a specifically a material called Fibrex. It's a great material used for window replacement. And uh, so if you have noticed that uh, drafty windows, if you've noticed uh, that your your energy bills are high, if you've noticed that your, the seal has failed on your windows and you're thinking about w- replacing them, Renewal by Anderson is definitely the way to go. Uh, they're having a special for the month of December. It's $350 off per window. That's per window. That's pretty good. And then $750 off per door. You have to buy a minimum of four of them. But a uh, great deal. Uh, and um, they, if you give them a call, they'll send a consultant out, uh, and a design consultant, to go through all the different options. They'll design a window just specifically for your home. Uh, the number for Renewal by Anderson is uh, is 222 222- Eight zero six four again two 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 eight zero six four of course area code nine zero four but uh, give them a call or look at their website uh, renewalbyanderson.com. dot com. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Phil on the south side. Now, Phil, you had a similar problem to one of our earlier callers, uh, which is uh, moisture in one of your closets, right? Phil, you there? Oh, we lost Phil. Okay, let's um, uh, let's see. Let's go to Tom in St. Johns County. Tom, you're in the house. How can we help you, brother? I've got uh, two questions. Uh, hurricane damage with some vinyl siding missing that was uh, installed probably in the late 90s. Where can I uh, find some matching vinyl siding for that house? Yeah, I mean that's good luck with that. It's you know the thing is is that uh, it's hard to find uh, 
matching siding from siding done a couple years ago. Uh, it seems like most manufacturers uh, change their coloring process just slightly uh, every few years. My my dad, uh, when I was growing up, he always called it planned obsolescence uh, is what he had always called it, where uh, manufacturers change things every few years so that that way you can't patch it and you have to replace it. Um, so uh, the odds of finding the exact color are pretty unlikely. Now, especially sighting done in the 90s. I mean, it's just, you know, it's a long time ago. And so um, the odds of finding the exact color are, are not very likely. Now, did you have any other damage other than the sighting? Had a, a small amount of soffit damage on, on that structure. Okay. But it, it's white, so it's probably going to be easy to match. Yeah, uh, white is white is easier for sure. Um, I, you know, I personally, I would use this as an opportunity to replace the siding with with hardy board siding is what I would personally do. You know, it's much more wind resistant. Uh, they they make a version that's pre uh, uh, pre finished from the factory called their Color Plus. So I would use this as an opportunity to replace it but um otherwise what you would do if you're really you know if you want to try to repair is you would just try to get the closest color uh to what you have but the odds of finding the exact one are, are pretty unlikely okay well the the other house had the siding on it that uh gp made back in the 90s which is not made anymore sort of a composite stuff yeah. I've got some small areas that I need to really pass, like one foot here or six inches up there. Would you use hardy board for that also? You would. And, and that uh, the Georgia Pacific siding was found to be defective. There was a class action lawsuit a number of years ago. I think it's too late to be part of the class action. If you if you Google Georgia Pacific class action, then you can see the dates. There were specific requirements as to when it was installed and whether or not you were allowed to get in on that class action lawsuit. You can see, I, I would Google that just to confirm, but I'm pretty sure we're past the time where you could be a part of it. But um, uh, or where you could get any sort of reimbursement. But there was a number of, I mean, I had a, a number of clients, hundreds of clients, where Georgia Pacific actually paid the cost to replace all of that siding because it was found to be defective. Uh, and so okay. um, so you can patch it, but again, if you do patch it, I would patch it with Hardy. But whenever you do something like this, that, that material is defective. It's always going to, to rot. There's always going to be problems with it. So, again, before you spend a bunch of money on repairs, eventually you're going to have to replace it anyway. So I would get a quote on replacing it. Uh, we're having, um, you know, some some specials with, you know, zero interest um, uh, financing for a time period. And so you may want to look at that as an option as well, kind of spread out the cost of replacement. Um, but let us know if we can help you with either of those projects. Okay. What's your number again? Our number is 647-3907. Okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, no problem. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Appreciate your call. Line open here, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. You know, when it comes to repair or replacement, I, you know, there's a bunch of things that I, that I repair and there's a, a number of things that I replace. And, and so how do you decide whether or not to, re, to repair something or whether or not to replace it? 
you know, I, uh, we have repair guys all day long that that's all they do is, is do repairs. And so one of the things that I always do is I look at, first of all, I get a quote for both. I get a quote to repair something and then I get a quote to replace it. And then I look at the life expectancy of that item and to determine whether or not it's a, it's a good deal to repair it. So we know that there's a life cycle with things, right? We know that our dishwasher doesn't last forever. We know that our refrigerator doesn't last forever. We know that our roof doesn't last forever. We know that, you know, different things, our our water heater does not last forever. And so what you look at is the expected life cycle of it, this expected life expectancy of it, and then determine whether or not when something goes wrong with it, you determine whether or not it makes sense to repair it or whether or not it makes sense to replace it. So a lot of it depends on the cost difference between the repair and the replacement, and a lot of it depends on the um, the life expectancy and how far along you are in that life cycle. So, for example, let's say that you have to repair something today, but then theoretically next year you got to replace it anyways. Well, it makes no sense to repair it today if it's if you have to replace it next year. Well, depending on the cost of the repair, if it's five dollars to repair it and it's five thousand to replace it, and the five dollars buys you an extra year, well, that's great. I would do that all day long. But if it costs you a thousand dollars to replace to repair something it costs you five thousand to replace it and realistically in the next couple years you have to replace it anyways then at that point i would just bite the bullet and i would and i would replace it so we do repairs all day long i love doing repairs there's nothing wrong with it and i love doing repairs that extend the the useful life of something but you look you should look at what when you decide to invest money in some sort of repair you need to look at the value of what it is that you're that you're doing and at least get a quote for the replacement and then make a decision on it most most contractors and that's what you know that I train my estimators to do is I want to look at the cost of repair versus replacement if it makes sense to repair no problem we do that all day long but many times we're going to recommend uh, that you do a replacement instead but there's you know I I went to a homeowner's house a couple weeks ago, and they had uh, called us to replace the roof. And, um, you know, they just called us to get a quote on replacing the roof. I went up there, and the roof was fine. And I said, just curiously, why are you deciding to replace your roof? They said, oh, we, we just knew that it was, you know, that it was, you know, getting to be time. And I said, well, do you have any leaks or anything? And they said, no. And I said, Listen, I'll do whatever you want. If you want me to replace the roof, I'm fine with it. Like, that's okay. I mean, I own a roofing company, so I'll, I'll replace it. I know how to do it. I've got people for that. Uh, but honestly, you have at least five years of life left in the roof. Like, there's no – if this were my house, I wouldn't replace it. And so the – the when the when I got down the the and, and I was talking to uh, to this um, young lady, uh, she was like, I can't believe you're telling me to not do business with you. I'm saying, and I said, well, I'm not telling you to not do business with me. I'm telling you to not do business with me right now. Uh, uh, the, there's plenty of life left in the roof where you don't have to do anything. And so that's what my guys are going to do. If 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 it needs a repair or it needs replacement, we're going to tell you that. But if it doesn't, we're going to tell you that as well. And so, um, uh, so on this show, many times there's when people call in, I talk about 
both option, the repair versus the replacement. And so I just wanted to give some sort of explanation uh, for that. Many times I will uh, push people towards replacement when they're thinking repair, and many times I'll push people towards repair when they're thinking replacement. It really just depends on that scenario. But if you want to get a quote from my office, Universal Roof and Contracting, our phone number six four seven three nine zero seven. Again, six four seven three nine zero seven. All right, let's go back to the phone. And the number to dial here is three four zero one zero four five with your home improvement questions. Again, three four zero one zero four five. Let's go back to the phones and talk to Phil. Now we uh, we lost Phil a little bit earlier, but uh, we had an earlier caller who uh, had some moisture problems uh, in one of their closets uh, gave a couple different solutions and I think uh, Phil you had a similar uh, situation with moisture with a moisture issue and uh, wanted to share your your solution to it how you doing sure. uh, yeah I, I did it was very much like that and uh, I, w- I tried the, I tried checking the uh, the vent stack and, and all those kinds of things first of all and uh, nothing really really jived there so I checked uh, around the tub in the in the bedroom and the bathroom there was nothing wrong with the ceiling there ceiling rather there so what i did is i actually opened up the wall behind the drain and sure enough what happened is i filled the tub up with water when it reached the overflow it it ran down there filled up the cavity down below began to run out run out there into the uh into the rooms around it and it turned out that the uh, overflow had been compromised the uh, the sealant was bad, so I I replaced the uh, the seal between the the overflow pipe and the tub, mm-hmm. and then additionally I put uh, blue Permatex uh, a sealant underneath the, the washer on both sides, so I mm-hmm. actually created an additional seal and it solved nice. the problem. Yep. Yeah, that's great. That's a yeah. Those overflows are actually a pretty common area for leakage, and so uh, great. Great solution, and uh, you know it's it's funny. I can uh, I love uh, it when people try to tackle project themselves. I just I, there's just it just makes my heart happy. You know what I mean? Like my dad uh, has been in construction my whole life, and so I grew up uh, in construction. And some of my fondest memories are you know with my dad, you know, repairing our house on the weekends and stuff. And so I just love it when people try to tackle project them, themselves, especially when it actually works. When you hear a success story uh, where a homeowner fixes it, I love that stuff. That's right. All right, brother. Thank, thanks, thanks for your call. I appreciate it. All right. Bye now. Thanks, Phil. All right. If you want to call with your home improvement questions, numbers here, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Do I have time to take one more before break? All right. Let's go to Brett in St. John's County. Brett, you're in the house. How can I help you? Uh, Hey, how are you doing today? Um, Doing great. I uh, I tore a satellite dish off the side of my house apparently over the last 10 or 11 years. There's been four or five dishes up there, and uh, pulled them all off, but all the brackets are still up there, and they're rusting, and, and they, you know, of course the satellite guys come in and just drill right through the top of the roof. Um, do you recommend? Is there a way to repair those shingles if I pull those brackets off, or should I just replace the have those shingles replaced? Sure. So, um, how old is the roof? Uh, Eleven years old. 
11? Okay. So at 11 years, it theoretically should be pretty, still pretty flexible and pliable. Uh, what happens with, with roofing, uh, with asphalt shingles, is first of all, shingles are asphalt and then fiberglass, and then they have little granules on top. And um, over time, what happens is, is the oils escape out of the asphalt, and so they become more and more brittle over time. And so uh, there is a point where roofing is pliable enough to repair it and then there's a point where it gets to a point where it's not as pliable and so therefore you can't repair it so i probably would recommend um you know removing that those brackets especially since there's multiple ones if it was just one so let's say you installed a bracket it's on the edge and then you rem you remove the satellite dish but the bracket is in place uh, uh, I, in general, many times I don't even recommend people do anything with it. You know, as long as the bracket is sealed well and attached well, you don't have necessarily have to do anything. In this case, because it's um, uh, it's multiple brackets multiple times, I think it would be a good idea to have you know those shingles patched or repaired. Um, uh, if you do it yourself, uh, then you know just be cautious where the shingles come together. Uh, there's an art to removing the one above it and not damaging it. If you end up wanting to hire a professional, we do small repairs like that all the time. Uh, and our office number is 647-3907. Oh, great. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate your call. If you want to take his line, uh, there is a, uh, a line open for you, 340-1045. You're listening in the house. We'll be right back. Hey, hey, welcome back. Final segment this week's In the House show. Thanks for being a part of it. Do appreciate it. My name is Jared Malik. I own Universal Roof and Contracting, and I'm here every week answering your home improvement questions. Maybe not every week, but most weeks answering your home improvement question. Let's go to John in Yulee. John, you're in the house. How can I help you, bud? Uh, yes, we've got uh, on our house the stucco is cracking in multiple places, mm -hmm. and we're supposed to have a 10-year warranty on it. And we've got with our, our builder about it, and they said they failed uh, the warranties not null and void because uh, we have not properly maintained the stucco, i.e. we have not painted it since it was installed. Hmm. And my question was, you know, is that a legit? I didn't know that, that not painting stucco could cause it to, to crack. Well, do, how often does it say in the warranty that you're supposed to paint it? It doesn't say. It just says just 10-year warranty. Yeah, I can't imagine. I mean, with with warranties, I would want to see that. Ex I'm not a well, I'm not a lawyer. I'm a I'm a contractor. So I would look at the warranty uh, and see what it says. If it says that you're supposed to paint it every three years, then the fact that you didn't paint it every three years, theoretically, that would, you know, void at least a portion of the warranty. But if it doesn't say that you have to paint it then I, it, it doesn't make sense to me that that would automatically void the warranty. So that's, that's one part of it, and so I would look into that part uh, a little bit more. But is, is this wood frame construction or is it block? No, it's, it's, it's wood, frame, wood frame construction. Okay. So um, how large are the cracks that you're seeing? Uh, they're uh, 10, 20 feet long. Um, multiple places all over the, the side of the house um, in, in width or depth. You know, I mean, you can see into them. Wow. I didn't, I didn't see how not painting it could cause um, stucco to crack. 
No, it's not. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. You, you know, the UV protectant, which is what the paint does, uh, does protect the stucco. But the uh, those types of cracks are not caused from not, in my opinion, without looking at it, are most likely not caused from not painting it. I, I think that this is actually a, usually a sign of a larger issue. Usually it's um, a lack of expansion joints or it's uh, uh, not properly anchored um, uh, uh, lath uh, or not properly overlapped lath uh, or not having um, a weep screed in a proper area to allow the moisture out. Those are the most common areas uh, of failure uh, on the stucco. So I wouldn't necessarily let this go. Um, I would uh, I would probably try to uh, research this a little bit more. And if you want to send me photos of the stucco, I wouldn't mind seeing it. If you send it okay. to qu questions at universalroofjacks.com, uh, then I'll take a look at it. But uh, I would ask for a copy of the warranty where it says that you have to uh, paint it. Uh, and if so, and there has to be some sort of timer. What, do you have to paint it every day? Do you have to paint it every year? Do you have to paint it every five years? Every t like, How often uh, is it a requirement of the, um, the warranty for it to be painted? So I'd definitely not let it go that easy. Thanks, John. Sorry you're going through this. My business, Universal Roofing Contracting, love to help you with your next roofing or siding project, 647-3907. Call Renewal by Anderson, the best window replacement company, 222-8064. You're listening in the house. Shows every Saturday from 9 to 10. Thank you for listening. God bless. See ya. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.